episode number six, and this is just going to go on forever, is that there's just a lot of things that I have learned over 15 years, and one of them is about habits. And for most of my life, that was the hardest thing to actually master, was getting a consistent way to manage and track and understand my habits. And the reason being is that there is a great analogy that I recently heard, is that if you're on the wrong frequency on a radio station, it's going to come in all blurry and just disoriented and nothing's going to actually come through correctly. And that was how I was for a lot of my life because I was on the wrong frequency. And the wrong frequency means that it's bad habits. Okay. And then I didn't know and understand why that was happening. So we're going to go over my habit tracker that got me for the last say 10 days on track. And I now know this is gonna be a consistent basis. I'm gonna come back in about 60 days and talk about it again. It's called Streaks App. And before I get into Streaks App, and no, this isn't paid or anything else. I'm just sharing the best app that I've chosen because I've been through probably 15 or 20 apps and I knew that whatever you do not track, you do not improve. So if you're not actually improving in an area, it's because you're not tracking it. You might be getting a little bit better by not tracking certain things, but you have to look at your bank balance daily to understand that you have to know it's actually going down or it's not going up or something's happening. So if you look at it daily and you get that pain that there's not a lot of money in there or you want more money in there, at least you're tracking it daily. Then that moves into a budget. And that's something that I need to move into probably in the next tw probably 60 days is get a... You know, I, I used to use zero, X-E-R-O.com. And what I've noticed is that when I actually budget every single Friday and I kind of cash out all the accounts that have come through, whether it's personal and business, but it's either way, it doesn't really matter when nothing is getting tracked. I don't understand where my money's going. There's, there's a lot of subscriptions that are just continuously deducting from my account that I had no idea about. So before I get into it, I was in a pretty bad spot for two and a half years, okay? I was not tracking any habits. I had no good habits. I was very inconsistent with my habits. I had no, I had accountability. I had a triathlon coach and she couldn't get me on track because I wasn't accountable to myself. It wasn't her fault, it was my fault, okay? And she's like, what do I need to do to get you to do consistent workouts? And I was canceling race after canceling race after canceling race. I hired a, a real estate coach, maybe that's gonna help. He tried for months six months, I'm still with him. It's a one year and I'm going to renew it. But he just kept on saying like, what do I need to do for you to do what you need to do? Like on a daily basis, you need to make phone calls and you're not making phone calls. On a weekly basis, you need to be posting to social media and you're not doing that. And we started going over it and it was kind of like, well, it's my nightly routine. And then I would wake up and I'm not really in a good mood. And he's like, okay, well, that's just all nonsense. So he made me hold myself accountable to a social media post to the entire, whatever, how many people are in the Tom Ferry coaching organization, I had to post to that, which are the top agents nationally and internationally uh, that coach in his organization. I don't know, what are there, 50,000, 30,000, 40,000, 10,000, 5,000, I don't know. But I had a post that I was a goober. I actually have the sign over there that I was unaccountable to myself and I'm a goober and blah, 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 and just make fun of myself because I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And because I don't want to do that again and embarrass myself in front of the top agents nationally and internationally, I said, I need to start tracking it again. So I downloaded Streaks 
I tried about 15 or 20. No, this isn't paid. This is just giving information. And essentially, I said, what are the activities I need to do? So that's the first step is that you, it's not lose weight, make more money. That's, that's not an activity. An activity is make prospecting calls, attend or go to the gym or drink a gallon of water. I'm going to go over mine based on the goals that I have. So there's really three main goals that I want in life is to be fit at all times for a triathlon, to be making a lot of money through real estate and other businesses or whatnot. So I have to bring in business. So the first one, the goal is to be very good at triathlons. Okay. And to make Kona, which is the world championship. Okay. So that's the first thing that is the goal, but that's not the activity. There is no making Kona activity. There's an activity called getting on your bike and going for a bike ride. There is making a, making 50 laps in a swimming pool. That's, you can press that you did that. So a lot of people, unfortunately, especially in the law of attraction community, they miss the last five letters of attraction, which is action. Okay. So a lot of people, they focus on, I'm going to be wealthy and vibrate this into my life. And this is going to be amazing, but they don't actually take any necessary action. Okay. There's a guy that I've been following. His name is uh, something Carlson. And he's, man, I, I just started following him. So I forgive me that I forgot his name, but he said something very interesting is that in law of attraction, it's not about essentially attracting things towards you. It's being open to the opportunity. And obviously people talk about the RAF reticular activation system that when you buy a Lamborghini, you see Lamborghinis everywhere. When you buy this, then you see it everywhere. That's just recognizing something that you have. And it's the same thing with law of attraction or even habits. Okay. Is that you have to recognize the opportunities in which they come into your life. And he said something very interesting is that when you wake up and you put your feet on the ground, you make the intention for the day. So what I do is I, when I wake up and I actually, I'm going to make that a habit. I'm going to track it, I should say. And I'll tell you the importance of this is that of the habit tracking in a second. But when my feet hit the ground, I say, there's going to be great opportunities that I'm going to take advantage of today. That's it. It's not, I have to answer emails. I have to go prospect because that's already a negative intention that you're starting the day off. I immediately do push-ups, and the, the reason I do push-ups is because I need to feel strong and also get the blood flowing. Then I do a rebound or I visualize, and then I go train. So my morning routine is seven to eight minutes. It's really not a lot before I go to go and either bike or run or swim, whatever I need to do that day. So the reason I say that is a lot of people, especially what I've read in all these Law of Attraction books, is talking about like, just visualize the house that you want and you walk in. That's a part of it. Okay. But that's just 10%. The 90% is being open to the opportunity that, Oh, a new buyer, I'm in real estate, a new buyer emailed you or a new seller emails you. I know you're a little bit nervous, but you got to pick up the call because that's going to get you what you said you wanted, which is money or apartment or investment properties or multiple business or hire a videographer, whatever the goal is. So, I'm going to go over the best way to actually do it. And this is over, I don't know, 16 years. What, what, when did I start? 20, 21, I'm 37. So 16 years of law of attraction books, hundreds of books and everything else. So the way that I set it up is in 
the exact chronological order of activities that I want to do that day that correspond with a goal. Okay? So the first one, you know, the first one is 6 a.m. club. So someone talks about the 5 a.m. club. I'm not part of the 5 a.m. club. I used to be. I'm not anymore. I want to lower that activity to the 5 a.m. club. But in other words, I'm waking up before 6 a.m. So then you just hold it down and everything else. Then the next one is no a.m. inputs. I know that when I wake up and I look at my cell phone or I yeah, just look at my cell phone, immediately that's not good because I'm inputting social media, emails, texts, phones, whatever, and I used to have my phone at work. I used to leave my phone at work. That was before COVID, and I want to get back to that. I have yet to leave my phone at work, or I have yet to actually not have any AM inputs. I have yet to accomplish that, but I stare at it every single day, skipping it, skipping it, and tracking the other apps. Then I go immediately into 10 push-ups. So I've been doing that consistently uh, for, so I'm holding it down. It's now the 14th day. And the thing is, it comes up with the number of how many days. So while you're tracking other apps and say you missed one of the activities that you need to do, you essentially feel this wanting. I'll give you an example is that I forgot yesterday to do the morning push-ups. And then when I was tracking the app, when I was tracking my activities at night, I said, oh, I actually forgot about that. I immediately banged out the 10 push-ups and I was like, okay, I did it. So this is great for actually just reminding yourself, oh, I didn't hit 10,000 steps or I didn't drink a certain amount of water or I didn't, uh, you know, whatever yours is. Then rebounder in visualization. I've been doing that consistently every single day. This is the 15th day in a row that I've done that. So I can do an entire video on my visualization practice. It's very different than a lot of people. It, it kind of connects me up, you know, through, if you want to call it the chakras, I'm not really into that, but it's the energy zones through the top of the head. It's, and it just kind of just, I feel the energy and it is pretty wild actually. You know, I, I've only been doing it for 15 days, but I immediately have, the first day it was terrible. I was thinking about like emails and text messages and apartments that I had to sell and rent. And, and then by the seventh day, it essentially not only felt a lot easier, but it, the visions that I wanted. So the three major visions, or probably more, is the first one I automatically go to is running down uh, Queen K Highway, I don't know how to say the actual K of the Queen K. It's a, a Hawaiian highway, and it's in the Ironman World Championships, and it's they call it the Energy Lab because it's so hot, it's so humid. You're literally running. There's lava fields on the left, and there's lava fields on the right, and they have this one highway that goes in between them, and it's sinfully hot. It's humidity. It's crazy. There's no trees around. You're just getting baked for, I think, 14 miles or 15 miles. I think it's seven up, seven back, or maybe it's longer. But it's everyone talks about it. And I imagine myself running down that in the sweat, in the sun, and going to an aid station and drinking water. And then I also visualize that my mom's going to be at the, the finish line. And, and I'll tell you this is... I used to actually just say on the rebounder, so a rebounder is like a mini trampoline. 
I used to just say, I'm going to Kona. But words are very important. Speech is very important. Uh, what I've noticed is that speech is creation. That's really what it comes down to. And you're creating your reality through the way you speak, which is as important as the way you, you think, because speech is taking it to the next level. But that's not enough, because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I was, I was in Kona. I also was not actually, uh, it was something that I wanted. It wasn't something that was happening. So that's the, one of the biggest differences between the visualization practice that I used to do and the visualization practice that I now do. The past visualization, I would say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want money, I want a, a, a wife, I want kids, I want a house, I want to be at Kona, I want a big organization, I want to be sp speaking publicly, globally, internationally. But that was something I wanted. It wasn't in my life. And the biggest change in the last 15 days is that it's happening now. And it is, it's crazy the difference when you actually not only go from speaking that you don't have something to actually visualizing something that is happening and a good way to actually visualize it, the feeling, the thoughts, the sweat, the heat and everything else running down Queen K Highway and, you know, hugging my mom and crossing the finish line and things like that. And then I go into, I'm um, in a, a, a black SUV with my wife and my kids and we're going into a private jet and the private jet is going off to Man Montana where I have a big ranch and I also have another place in Utah you know, those are beautiful places that I would love to eventually have places in because I'm in New York City. I don't know what nature is. So that's <laughs> it's a little bit different. And then I move into that. I have this beautiful penthouse. And then the other one is that I'm speaking publicly and to a huge audience and it's going well. And that one I end with. But what this guy Carlson, I got to think of his name. That's his last name. You always say thank you afterwards, because like he said, is that words create, okay? Words create your reality. Your thoughts create your reality. Those are the two biggest things. And, you know, I, I'm going to go deeper in the podcast in the future about how important not only the thought, you have to control your thoughts, but I'm not going to get into that now, because that's just the biggest change that I've had in the last month, the last 30 days, is controlling my thoughts not understanding that I am not my thoughts, I'm not my feelings, I'm just the one aware of it. You know, there's a great book out there by Michael A. Singer, and he wrote the, probably the best book on it. You know, there's The Power of Now and The New, Beautiful New World, I think, by also Eckhart Tolle. I don't know how to say his name, I think it's Eckhart Tolle. And Michael A. Singer wrote The Surrender Experiment and Untethered Soul. And he also wrote a third book, which I need to review here, which is called Living Untethered. And that is unreal. <laughs> if you want a good book, read Living Untethered, okay? It will change your life. I've read Untethered Soul probably about four or five times, and I'm gonna continuously read it because I'm in a different headspace every time I read it. So then I go throughout my day. So this is my morning routine is the first page. I did visualize so I can check mark that. I did wake up before 6 a.m. I can check that. Then I move to the next page. So then you just swipe, it's a different color. You can do, here's personal activities, here's work activities and everything else. But I do it chronologically, okay? From when I wake up and everything else. So, 
Oh, I didn't even know you can erase. Does that erase it? Oh, I didn't even know that. I had no idea how to erase. Sometimes I press it and I'm like, actually, I didn't drink a gallon of water, which is one of them. So then I continue, work by eight o'clock, 10 contacts. Uh, these are different activities. And these are activities that need to bring me more business. Then I have 18 hour fast. I do that every single day and I eat in a certain time window. Right now, because I'm not training too hard, I only do one meal a day and I'm fine. And to be honest, it's really what you eat and what you drink. That is, it's like mind boggling how important that is. It's just the amount of trash that is being sold in supermarkets is, it's all in the aisles. If you want trash, just shop in the aisles. If you want good food, shop on the outside. The rim of the supermarket is where all the fresh fruits and vegetables and meats and everything else. And by the way, I'm coming around on uh, meats because of a lot of protein studies that have come out about the importance of protein. I think we've been lied to. I think there's a, a deliberate to not get a certain amount of dense nutrients in us. And I, I think it's a coordinated attack, to be honest. I am uh, very, I'm, I'm coming around on, on eating correct meats. And you know, that's, that's for a future video. And it's also not telling you what to do because I'm not, I, I don't know yet, but I was like vehemently only eating uh, salads during the day. And then I started reading a lot of research on what, I think it was what World War II people ate or World War II, yeah, World War II Americans were tracked. The ones who ate a lot of meat and the ones who didn't, the ones who ate a lot of meat, they healed faster, okay? It, it, like a lot of protein, I should say. It, it, like it's not the meat, it's the protein. So I'm still coming around on that. I'll be back on that. Uh, 18 hour fast, eat healthy. So eating healthy to me is, I don't eat anything processed. I don't like sugar. I actually get headaches from sugar. Uh, I my brain fog, I break out with acne. I, I don't like sugar at all. Like I can't think, you know, if, if I have a cookie, even a cookie, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm all over the place. Like it, even now, just thinking about it, it's weird. My brain is, yeah. Um, so that's good. I've, I've, I, and the reason being is that during COVID, I was eating like, I was eating terrible. <laughs> and I loved sugar and I loved uh, bad carbs and processed food and everything else. And my gut got accustomed to that. And then post COVID, post COVID, whenever that was, uh, say earlier this year, 2020, is that I came around and I started eating salads and it didn't taste well, to be honest. My gut was not used to it. It, it was very strange. And then finally now when I have a salad, I don't, I, I it's a weird feeling. It really is. It's a really, really weird feeling that I get when I have a salad. Like I'm about to, right after this live, I'm gonna go down and grab my salad. It's being made, you know, I pre-order it on my cell phone. And when I make it and I eat it, it's this like, I, my body's like thanking me. It's a weird feeling. I don't know. I'll come back to you on that one. Uh, so that's eat healthy, drink a gallon of water a day. So again, this isn't, the, the goal is not drink a gallon a day. The goal is to have very good flowing blood and muscles. And the reason being is that think about your muscles like a dry aged steak and say a brand new, just right off the bone 
where it hasn't been cooked. One is dry aged and it's very dry. And then the other one is fresh and that's your muscles. So if you're dehydrated, your muscles are more prone to tears and just breaking down and that's when you get cramps and everything else. There's no, there's no like free flowing exchange of oxygen, carbon, carbon dioxide. And you know, now I'm getting out of, you know, past my skis right now, but uh, I know when I'm dehydrated because when I stretch, it hurts. My muscles are tight. Um, I can't stretch as well. Also, I also, my skin, drinking a lot of water, my skin feels better. It's just, my hair feels better. It's, it's, you know, my breath smells better. Like there's, it's drinking water. I drink a gallon. I'm not telling you what to do, but I drink a gallon a day. Here's the water bottle and I fill up four of these. I usually do more and then I stop at around 4 p.m. because it affects my sleep if I go past that because I'm waking up and I'm just going, I'm going and I'm going to the bathroom instead of, you know, sleeping. So eat healthy, gallon a day. I've been very consistent on that. So I'm on my ninth day of eating healthy. I'm on my 10th day of a gallon a day. I'm on my ninth day of uh, hour fast. And then I move on to the, the last page. So the top one, because I'm dating around, um, it kind of has that in there, which is don't date tonight or you didn't go on a date tonight because then, you know, comes back to the apartment, spending time with her, it's gonna affect my sleep, which is gonna affect my morning routine and things like that. So the top one, ironically enough, the image I chose was king, like a, like a crown. <laughs> uh, the one to the right is sober, so that was a problem that I had during COVID is I was an alcoholic, I was drinking too much, I was, it was really bad. And to be honest, it's one of those things I'm still kicking, but it's not what I w was, it was like, every once in a while, but it's not what it was. And to be honest, I want to completely go where it's like holidays and family birthdays and that's it. And no drinking ever between because what I want to do does not take any alcohol. It doesn't take, in other words, it's a hindrance. That's really what it comes down to. You know, people ask me all the time about, you know, smoking weed and things like that. And I'm like, listen, most successful clients I have, they don't smoke. So really what it comes down to is like, that's fine if you do, but there's also a trade-off. Everything is an exchange. There's a law of exchange. So when you exchange drinking alcohol or you exchange smoking pot, you're exchanging something with that. And for me, both of them are bad, okay? So I don't do either, you know, or I don't do smoking pot, but I also, for alcohol, is it's not good. I'm hungover. I'm I don't like when my consciousness is messed up and I'm in a, a different state of mind and things like that. And then at the end, the last three, I rate my life force. So Life Force is a book that Tony Robbins came out with. I really liked the way it kind of brings together all facets of your life. And the reason it brings together all facets of your life is because it's essentially saying your energy, your work, your love, your relationships, your money, it, it includes everything. You know, like what, what, what is your life force right now? Like you could have an on fire job, but you have no relationship or you have a terrible body. So it's like encompassing your entire life. What is that like? So I rate it at the end of the day. What is my life force for that day? The first one is nine or 10, which is 
in 2019, when I was on fire, that was probably 90% of my day was a nine or a 10. Then seven or eight, and then six and below. So that's it. There's only three ratings, nine and 10, seven and eight, most days. So this is my I, six previous days. It was seven and eight, which is good. But the problem is, is that when I'm on fire, more money comes in, I feel better, I'm sleeping better, I'm stretching, I'm visualizing, like my whole life is just, it's just, you know, it's cranking. You know, we got a lot, lot of horsepower behind a well-oiled machine. So it's three pages. It takes me under a minute to do, but the ones that I miss, like I, I said, leave my phone at work and don't have any AM inputs, I haven't done any of those. So I, I'm, I look at it, I understand, but I'm not doing them. So I'm saying I need to, I'm drinking a gallon of work, or drinking a gallon of work. I'm drinking a gallon, I'm eating healthy, I'm doing the 18 hour fast, I'm waking up at 6 a.m., I'm doing all these things consistently, I'm visualizing, I'm rebounding, all this other jazz, I'm doing that consistently and everything is good but you're also on your phone when you wake up and you're also not leaving your phone at work and you're also, you know, not on a nine and 10 level. How do you get to that nine and 10 level? And to be honest, this is the last thing I'll wrap it up is that if you are not, uh, good to see you, Logan. If you are not leveling up in this market, you're done. You're done. There's, there's no way around it. You know, you're just like, between all the things that are going on, if you are paying attention to that, if you're, if you're watching the news and you're gaming and you're into drama and you're not controlling where you put your attention, you're done. In the next couple of years, everyone has said it, is that there's gonna be a clear delineage of the people who had their blinders on, they visualized, they worked out, they ate healthy, they weren't drinking, they weren't watching, uh, adult content, they weren't on social media, they just, boom. And then the masses, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's honestly one of the, I came to the realization, I'm 37 years old, I'm turning 38, obviously. I really wanted to have certain things accomplished by 30, and I'm actually in a way worse spot at 37 than I ever thought ever in my wildest dreams, in business, in my health, in my money, in every other area. And I said, you gotta get serious with this. So again, if you don't track it, you can't improve it. This is actually the last thing I'll say, is that we started a, a, a real estate show and last week, it's on a different channel and we talk about the four biggest news stories and we kind of bring some context to it and we also kind of bring some truth. There's a lot of people that just headline read and then you go through the article and you're like, that headline was not real. It's completely false and made up and part of the matrix. So we shot the video last week, we had it edited and it came out terrible. The video came out terrible. So the number one thing that I noticed, that Eric noticed, who's in the video with me, and we've talked about a business partner, is that you just have to start, then you improve, okay? The problem that I had for 15 years is that I would try and improve, improve, and do all this research, and should I get this bike or that bike, or should I get these, these shoes or those shoes? Which running shoes are better? And it's like, dude, just run. Buy the shoes, 
and then run. <laughs> you know, get a bike and bike, okay? Start. Then the triathlon will come. You know, I did all this research. It's like, dude, get on the road. Got to get on the road. Shoot the first video. That's all you got to do. Shoot the first video. Then you can start improving, okay? You can't improve anything because you haven't done anything, okay? So anyone out there that's stuck, which is millions and probably 50% of the world right now is just stuck, just on a hamster wheel every single day, just doing the same thing every day, waking up, work, going to sleep, waking up, going to work, going to sleep. But they're not actively creating their life, okay? And I understand for a lot of people that's tough, but for the people that understand that it's a reality and it can be done, say the 10%, there's things that will happen. The 90% will look at you as crazy and a psycho and you're just off, off your rocker. And then the 10% you'll find either online, like me, or other influencers that are at operating at such a high level that they look at the 90% and I'm like, I can't live like that. And that's how I was living for two and a half years. And it sucked. <laughs> it sucked real bad. It was dark and gloomy and no energy. And I had no creative thoughts and processes and anything like that. It was just a brutal existence of aloneness, you know? And there's a lot of people that are still experiencing that. And their hope of coming out is coming down to, okay, what is my goal? I want to go to the gym. Okay, what is the activity? The activity is to put on my shoes and go to the gym. Nope, the activity is actually to get a good night's sleep. So you wake up and you actually wanna go to the gym or feel like going to the gym. Because if you're tired, hungover, you make excuses, you get on your cell phone, you don't visualize, you don't do push-ups, you're done. You're, you're going to the gym didn't start when I don't feel like it. It started the night before. What's your night nightly routine? Were you on your phone too late? Then you didn't track your sleep. So now you have bad sleep. You had no REM sleep or you had alcohol. You had food right before you went to bed or you had coffee right before you went to bed or the millions of other distractions that are intentionally placed there to ensure that you don't live to the highest vibration that you can. It's intentionally put there to make sure that your frequency, your vibration, your consciousness is at the lowest possible way through food, through drama, through entertainment, through news, through organizations, your cell phone, your TV, gaming, adult content. It is endless amounts of sinfulness that can happen. I was in there. It, it's endless. It, endless amounts of distractions. Every day, a new video. Every second, a new video. Oh my gosh, this is so funny and interesting. Ooh, I don't like that one. Ah, my emotions are all over the place. Let's order bad food. Let's drink at night. Let's see a girl and then I'm hung over with her and then I stay in bed and I don't train. Dude, it's, it's, it is easy. It's so easy. It is the easiest route that everyone is taking is complacency and it's not your fault. But the number one thing that I heard, forgot what podcast, but they said, stop sedating yourself. Stop sedating yourself. Okay? They want you to be sedated. They want you to be sedated. Just keep paying your taxes. Don't get high vibrational state. Don't have an on-fire relationship. Don't be really in shape. Don't post out good positive content. Share this negative news article. It's easy. Okay? So 
you know, obviously everyone's talking about the Matrix. I've been talking about that for 10 years, okay? It came clear as day when I dropped my television and any subscriptions that I ever had in 2011, I never have owned a TV since 2011. I had the Wall Street Journal, uh, I had New York Times, I had Newsweek, I had a bunch of other subscriptions. I, I had TV subscriptions, I dropped them all. I said, this is a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting propagandized, I'm getting just downloaded with just nonsense. And it's just like, I am telling them how to make me think and feel and act and be and say. And I said, no, I, I need to just completely unplug myself and just kind of go into a state of what is really important in life that brings me to a higher level of energy. I was watching people like Tony Robbins, like for 12 hours, entertaining people. How do you do that at 55 years old or whatever age he's at? It's like no 55 year old, maybe Grant Cardone that I know is just, or Bob Proctor is actively, like those are idols. <laughs> like all the 55 plus year olds that I know, they're not doing well. They're, they're, they're on a pharmaceutical drug. Their relationship is just boring. They might have a relationship with their kids. You know, maybe they have good money because they saved and everything else, but their body is not on fire. Their relationship's not on fire. Their mentality's not on fire. They're kind of operating, you know, how I track my day. How do I feel? What's my life force? They're operating all day, every day at a six or below. And the reason being, I'll give you this. The reason being is I, I got it from a guy that I used to work out with many years ago. And he was borderline obese. I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but I would say he was obese. And he used to do workouts that were insane. He would do these hit classes and he would be there with like 30 pound dumbbells. And, and, he's, and he's just swinging them all over the place and he's just sweating everywhere. And, and I'm thinking, I saw him for like three years and we're in the same class and I was friends with him. And I'm like, dude, why are you the same size? How are you going to these classes and not getting like ripped? And the reason being, we are in the locker room. He's like, oh, I'm never going to be in your shape. And I'm like, well, we're going to the same class. And then he said, well, because I'm 45. And I'm like, well, I know a lot of 45-year-olds that are going to Kona Triathlon. They're doing pretty well. I didn't actually tell him that. But I said, like, what are your routines? And, you know, this is why I like hanging out with, like, real men. Because we can have honest conversations like, he sat there and the two biggest things is that he ate way too much and it was very bad food. Way too much of very bad food. And the second thing is he sat all day. So that was his only exercise was the 45 minutes and then he sat all day. He sat at his desk, then he gets on a train and he sits, he gets into a car, he sits, he comes home, he has dinner, he sits. You gotta learn from everyone and like, it was like no shade to him, but he discovered the problem. I haven't seen him in a while. He, I know he bikes a lot and he's very good at biking. And I think he dropped a lot of weight from that conversation, to be honest. I, I, I was like, there's gotta be something more <laughs> than just not. So having the daily tracker holding you accountable is vital. Even if you put the activities in there, wake up at this time, drink, four cups of water, do 10 push-ups, visualize, whatever the case is, look at it. Almost for two months, I was 
getting ready to get ready for two months. I was getting ready to get ready. And then finally, I was like, dude, all you're doing is staring at this daily tracker every single day and you're not doing anything. <laughs> you're not taking any action. You're just staring at these things. You can't knock any of them off because you're not doing 10 pushups. You're not waking up at this time. You're not visualizing. You're not on the rebounder. You're not going to work at this time. You're not actually making the sales calls. You're not eating healthy. You can't knock any of these off. So finally, my coach installed that embarrassing thing that I had to post to social media, that I was not doing my thing, and it was a kick in the ass. And then since then, I was like, I don't ever want to post to social media that I'm a total loser, <laughs> even though I'm doing it right now. But, you know, this is posting in front of the top agents. You know, it's embarrassing. You know, there's the, the two biggest feelings. I know I'm going on a rant. There's obviously no one else here. But the two biggest feelings that a human never wants to feel and that they use, they, the bubble around all America, or the whole world, you know, the glass enclosure, that's the easiest way to say it, is shame and embarrassment. Those are the two biggest feelings. I remember hearing that four or five years ago, and then I started looking at it everywhere. In the media, they use it to shame people that get out of line. That's all they do. They just shame or they embarrass. That's it. They hit pieces. They make something up. You know, everything is controlled. So once you understand that, I don't watch the news. I don't watch. I have no idea. I'll tell you something. I was, uh, I was wishing someone a happy birthday. So I went, or my coach said to go on Facebook every single day and wish people a happy birthday. So I've been doing that, and it's been good. I, I actually found out a lot of people that I went to high school with and college with, their birthdays, and we connected. So it was actually a really good thing. And uh, so I went on Facebook. It was the first time that I did this birthday thing. And the first post was like, what do you think about this person running for re-election or whatever? And I was like, who the hell is that? And of course, when something like that happens, you got to go to the comment section because I love it. I love both sides. They're just, they think they are doing something. <laughs> and I go to the comment section. I'm like, all right. So I was like, I wonder who this is because it was a governor. So I, I Googled her. She's actually my governor. <laughs> I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. When, when Cuomo left, it was replaced by this woman. So there you go. It just shows how much I do not care at all. It doesn't affect my life. I know people are saying, yes, it affects your life and policies matter and everything. I want to be above that. New York City is extremely expensive. It's going to be getting way more expensive. The rents are at the highest they've ever been. It's at $5,200 on average is the rent in New York City. And that's probably a studio, <laughs> you know, and it's like, they're going to be taxing me more. Inflation's going to be going up. There's less people that actually want to transact, transact in Manhattan. This is all a reality. So what do I have to do? I could either complain about it, which I did for two and a half years, be a victim and say everything is happening for me. No, you're choosing to live in New York City. Everyone else went to Florida. You stayed in New York City. Okay. So you either stop complaining or look around and say, actually, you love New York City. Yes, there's a huge amount that I want to change, but I, I'm not doing that. And to be honest, anything I can't change, I don't think about. I can't change if Cuomo's in there or this this woman's in there. I don't. I can't change if she's reelected. I don't. I'm not voting, so who cares? Like, <laughs> you know, like people are like, oh, the new mayor, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, okay, but like, okay, like, listen. If that is affecting your life, that's a low vibration effect 
You never heard any of these OGs. You never like maybe Tony Robbins a little bit. He's getting into the um, he's getting into the social aspect, the sh social fabric. But you never heard Bob Proctor, Brian Tracy, old you know like uh, Earl Nightingale. You never heard them talk about it. You never heard of uh, you know Hawkins talk about it. I, I forgot his name. He 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 wrote Power versus Force. He never talked about it. I've listened to hours of their content. They never talked about, well, my mayor, my governor, <laughs> you know, my family. It's like, that's a victim mindset. You can't change out of a victim mindset because it's happening to you instead of happening for you. New York City is happening for me because most people, as per this post, Facebook post and everyone else on social media is complaining about it. And I'm like, well, that's low vibration energy. We know who to hang out with, who not to hang out with. We know what to consume, what not to consume. You have to structure your day around the abundance of ways to grab your control and tell you how to think and what to think. And this is a, a, a nice, safe way to eat and, and act. And that's all nonsense. The, the, the real material is Dr. Andrew Humabrin. It is Dr. Gundry. It is people who go on Joe Rogan who are actual professionals not like the UFC fighters. Like, to be honest, I don't really listen to them anymore because I can't really, I, I, I don't really care about entertainment. I don't care about music. I don't care about Hollywood. I don't care about games. I don't, it, 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 there's literally been no interest for a decade. Cause I know it's just taking me away from living at a higher state. And I know I'm going on a crazy ramp, but this is one of the, the biggest reasons. And I said this, I talk alone in my apartment all the time, I, you know, I'm talking to this one girl and, <laughs> and she's like, how do you go on these like epic rants? I'm like, well, cause I talk by myself in my apartment, you know, that I, I like practice there and I kind of hash out my thoughts. I don't think about it. I just, I literally talk to myself. You know, if there was a camera in there, <laughs> well actually Alexa knows. And I forgot what, it, oh, so what, what I was thinking about today is that I've been on this huge kick of consciousness. And what I've noticed from a huge amount of videos, and I'm going to go deeper into this. I'm probably going to lose a lot of people because it's, you know, it's like holographic universe, non-duality, uh, consciousness isn't local, uh, oneness, you know, simulation theory, all these things. And when you deduce it from hundreds of books and thousands of videos and all this, you, you like literally start seeing the world how it is and, and understanding the double slit experiment, Schrodinger's experiment and quantum entanglement, you know, spooky action at a distance, you know, people that are into physics understand what I just said, you know, Planck and all these people that came before us is that I said in my last podcast is that the smartest man that ever lived personally is Tesla and Tesla was trying to make free energy and he was using the laws of the universe. And it's kind of crazy that he died and the FBI raided his apartment. So we're never gonna get free energy. And to be honest, if free energy came around, which is essentially using the natural, you know, not using petroleum, but it would pretty much collapse the economy. So I think that's why they're, but anyway, he said a quote, frequency, vibration, and energy. Those are the three laws of the universe. I would also add in electromagnetism. But when I saw that, and you kind of just boil it down that who cares about the NFL? You know, who cares about this and that? Like all of the ancients knew this knowledge. 
you know, you know, any of the BC times and you read those texts, they were doing some crazy things. They were using mines and moving things and frequency and vibration and sound and energy and all these things. And you're like, the reason that they want to take you away from, say, living at a higher purpose is because you'll understand that all this other stuff is nonsense. It's all they want to take you and put you just in your head and just and, and not in your heart not in your goals, not in your vibration, not in your energy. Literally, we're saying that anything is fine and chaos is good and order is bad and discipline is bad and things like that. And what I've noticed is that you can't even start to think about, say, bringing yourself to a higher energy, you know, more energy, longer lasting energy. I made two hours of prospecting phone calls. I had uh, a 30 minute video or 20 minute video with Eric right before this. And now I'm talking for whatever amount of time it is right now. And the top thing that I can say is that you can't even start with vibrating at a higher level of consciousness or having more energy or, or achieving your goals unless, unless you actually start to take care of your health. Your health is your priority. And I'm going to end there and I'll pick it up next week. But your health is the most important thing that you can have by far. It is, it's not even close. You have to care about your health. And the best way to care about your health is to understand the activities that bring you good health. And that <laughs> is a conclusion to Streaks the App. Obviously it's a lot longer video, but if you're at the end of this, then more fire content is gonna be coming through the social mediums because I really wanna push back on all this nonsense that is being pushed out and portrayed all over social media and you know, discipline is not for everyone and nobody can achieve their goal. Like it's just absolute chaos out there. So anyway, if you guys find this enjoyable, share the stream. I'm gonna be going live every single Tuesday and it's gonna be a podcast. I'm also gonna bring back some 